this here, this would be a 163. The ultimate deck podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Wayne Laurent. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate deck podcast. Let's go. What's up, Bryce? Woo-woo-woo. My New Year's resolution is to get the intro changed to include your name finally. That was going to be mine, too. <laughs> was it? <laughs> well, if it's on both our lists, it's got to happen. Oh, yeah. Else we failed ourselves miserably an easy one to get done merry christmas fella yeah merry caught you mid-drink in that christmas. coffee there, hey? <laughs> some fresh stuff too you probably had to take your time on it yep pretty toasty it, is, it was toasty i you think i might have burned coffee my... black hey? black have you always been a black coffee drinker uh no when i started drinking coffee it was as much cream and sugar as i could put in it so you were like when was that what? How did you go from being not a coffee drinker to a coffee drinker? Well, I didn't like coffee at all when I started drinking it. I drank those like... So why did you start drinking it? Well, because like, I don't know. It was cool. To fit in? Yeah. Honestly. Was this like high school? Yeah, high school. It was that early? Yeah. Really? But I, but it was like going to like second cup and getting a... Triple, triple. Triple iced macchiato or Yeah, something. so barely a coffee. Barely a coffee. Hit a hint of coffee in it. I didn't start drinking coffee until I worked at a office job, like at Sastel. And it was the thing to do. You go like everybody goes at a place like that. A coffee. coffee break is a legit coffee break. Right. You need you would it. Go down into the mall and there's Oh yeah. Well, when I started there, I don't think there was a Tim Hortons there, but eventually there was a Tim Hortons there. Mm-hmm. But and you'd, then you'd go to the cookie place in the mall. Cookies by right, George. Cookies by George. And there <laughs> instead of Tim Hortons, there used to be I feel like there used to be a different one there. Yeah, there used to be a second cup. Where right, it I is think now. there was a second cup. Yeah, That's yeah. Where I used to go. Yeah, and then then a Starbucks showed up, and then a Tim's showed up, and then then a Tim's showed up in the corporate cafe, like it, uh, at Sastel. They like converted the cafe to a Tim Hortons in the building. They're like, we don't want you leaving. Right. <laughs> so then you're just surrounded by it. So I started drinking them there, and I was all I. I feel like I started out a double double drinker. Uh, yeah, at Tim Hortons, I used to get a English toffee with one cream and one sugar. Yeah. And like, now that I realize what that is, you don't need cream and sugar in it. Man, even a double-double now is like pretty crazy. I drink mine now with just with milk and one sweetener. Um, So it's still like a little bit sweet, but not as sweet as sugar and not as sweet as two of them. That's for sure. And the cream is what I can't do anymore, more than anything, especially for Tim Hortons. It's so high percentage, like thick, like thick. When you get it, when you put cream in it, you can taste the cream taste oh yeah like it's like you don't like that cream kind of grosses taste. me out a little bit so i don't do cream anymore I just do milk did you put eggnog in your coffee this no i this haven't holiday? done that yet i always find though that it doesn't give enough eggnog flavor yeah you, you really to put, gotta like you dump put a it hit, in there put a hit of cinnamon in it fixes oh, it. does that do it well I'll, i put cinnamon in all my eggnog i'll give that a try sometimes around this time of year i get a i get Lazy, not lazy. It makes no <laughs> sense what whatsoever. You to say? I get lazy with my calorie counting. Maybe that's how I could word that. But I start ordering like sometimes. I haven't done it oh, yet this year. Okay, yeah. But ordering uh, cafe mochas, which is like half hot chocolate. It's just hot chocolate. And yeah. coffee. And so it's like, because ordering a hot chocolate from any restaurant is like insanely sweet. Yeah. Especially Tim Hortons or McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. But you throw a bit of coffee in there and then it's, uh, it's pretty good. The, my favorite thing at christmas is the irish cream uh trend that's kind of going into starbucks oh, right now it's i go so full good. peppermint oh you're a peppermint guy i'm a peppermint guy i skip spiced uh pumpkin crap not oh, a huge fan I, yeah, of that. I don't drink any of that stuff but peppermint i'm on board with okay yeah like all in 
this is episode number two today. It's 163, but it's two for today. It's two for today. Did you manage to pull together something to waste our time? Sure did. Good. A lot of research about useless things today happening with three episodes in one day. And since I think this comes out either on Christmas or right around Christmas. At Boxing Day. Oh, beautiful. I decided to find some of the things that we all watch at Christmas but aren't really Christmas movies. Oh, I was going to say World Juniors Hockey. I didn't know you were talking about hockey. I didn't know you were talking about movies. No, I I guess I could have <laughs> went with hockey. Yeah. So, I assume there's some movies that like you probably watch at Christmas that are Christmas movies. Oh yeah. Right? Home like, Alone. Home Alone. Elf. Oh yeah, your big Elf fan. The Santa Claus. I hate I don't like that one. You don't like the, the Santa, Santa Claus? Claus? Well, that's a nah. good one, man. Yeah. Uh last year was the first time I watched um Ah, uh, shoot. Christmas Chronicles. That's a great movie. It is. Yeah. I've never seen it before, but... Not Kevin Costner. Kurt uh, Russell. Kurt Russell is Santa Claus. Yeah. From yeah. now until forever. It was actually a really good movie. Yeah. So I might add that. We, that said, we haven't watched any of them yet this year. Oh, I really? Done, I don't know. I'm late to Christmas. It's which is weird, because normally by now... Christmas right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> normally by now, which is... What's today? What's the actual day today? The fi- 16th? 16th. I would have watched Home Alone probably seven times by now. And there's a new Home Alone out this year. Yeah. They redid it again. I don't know. I think it's After short. number two, I just... After they got rid of Macaulay? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Tell me that's not how everybody feels. I agree. The second one is I'm, even like... Yeah, it's I'm mediocre. I'm curious. About, I like the second one. Do you like it better than the first one? I would say almost equal. Okay. Like okay. for a sequel, it's pretty equal. For a sequel, it's pretty equal. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I certainly enjoy the New York City... Based mm. one, too. Mm. It's really good. Fair enough. Yeah, they're both good. But then number three, when Macaulay's gone, it's just like, what is this shit? So, here's a Christmas movie that everybody seems to watch at Christmas, but doesn't have much Christmas in it. Die Hard. Yeah, this is the... This comes up every year, right? The debate whether it's a Christmas movie is or not. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I haven't watched Die Hard since I was like 13. What? I don't even remember why it would be considered a Christmas movie. Because it happens at a Christmas party. Yeah. But, like, it's not long, man. I don't remember anything okay. about it. Well, so Die Hard's one that so everybody wants. out of that debate. You should watch it. I should watch it. It's a great right? movie. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Uh, here's another one. Lethal Weapon is also a Christmas movie. Really? Yeah. Again, 13. Again. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. There's These just are... a few Christmas scenes in it, but it's in L.A. Nothing Christmassy happens in L.A. No. You don't put Chris- Christmas lights on your palm tree? No. Uh, here's... Here's one that seems to be quite popular this year. You've got mail. What? I don't know that Hanks. I've. I actually don't know if I've ever seen that. You've never seen it. I don't think I have. It's just like a rom com. Yeah. So I'm good then. Was it happen at Christmas time or what? Yeah, it the happens deal? around Christmas time. So uh, these are non Christmas really Christmas about movies. Christmas. Yeah, I gotcha. Right. Yeah. Uh, Batman Returns is on this list. I don't remember which one that is. It's the one with the penguin. Oh, right, yeah. Christmas time again, I presume. It happens. You know I what? think there's one Christmas oh, scene. Here's a non-Christmas okay. Christmas movie. Hit me. I got Just one friends. more. So. Just Do you remember Just Friends? Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. And that's in Regina. Amy Smart filmed in Regina. Yeah. And it is a, it's, it's it's a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Like, it's not, like, it it's all happens all during Christmas with Christmas parties and whatever else. But yeah. It's not really Christmassy a movie. But it's not like a it, super Christmas-themed movie. Yeah. But it's a, I like that show. Yeah. It's a good show. And it's always fun that it was filmed here, so you yeah pick things so you out drive, scenes and you whatever. drive down Albert Street and still see the houses that were in it. And I uh, I inadvertently walked onto the set of that movie one time. What? <laughs> yeah, 
like straight up. I was actually an extra in that movie, but my scenes got cut. So oh, no, we they were filming on Albert Street at that house on the corner, like where in the movie where Amy Smart's family lives, right? That big one, yeah, the big beautiful house. And so we were curious about the movie. I think it was like me and an ex girlfriend or something. We're curious about that movie, and we're like, we should go down there and like just watch Check it, it filming from across Albert Street in the parking lot or something. So we we drove down there, we parked, and we kind of like started walking in towards where they're filming. And then the next thing we know, like we're just kind of standing in and around everybody that's working <laughs> and nobody said anything. Cause we just kind of like walked in there. Like we belonged right. Not really intentionally, but all of a sudden we realized like, I don't think we're supposed to be this far. Probably those barricades back there weren't just for cars. It was likely like, Nope, we weren't supposed to be there either. Cause that keep you up. There's like people talking movie stuff and we're like, Oh shit. Hey. So, but I was an extra in that movie for two days. That was a really, really cool experience. And unfortunately, my scenes got cut. All like, your scenes got cut. Yeah, yeah, but the scenes, sorry, my scenes didn't get completely cut, but the camera angles where it would have shown me weren't cut. There. Yeah. And so there's scenes in the movie that I remember standing there and watching them get filmed. Mm -hmm. And I thought for sure I would be in it because there was a cameo with Alanis Morissette because she was uh, dating Ryan Reynolds at the yeah. time. Yeah. And there was a cameo where her and Ryan Reynolds were standing there and me and this girl were supposed to be a couple at the Christmas party walking uh, right behind Alanis Morissette and Ryan Reynolds. So we're like, well, they ain't going to cut Alanis out of this. Turns out. And we're walking right behind, so we'll be in it. Turns out they cut Alanis Morissette out of the movie. Right. So yeah. I missed it. And then so there's a scene where there's like, uh, what's her name? What's the other uh, girl actor's name in there? Not Amy Smart, the one. Um, I don't even remember. Uh, shoot. I don't even remember that. She's actually a bigger actor than Amy Smart. But anyways, she's playing piano. She's like okay. the main character, like opposite Ryan Reynolds. Um, she's playing piano and there's a, there's a bunch of us standing around in a circle and we're playing piano with her. But unfortunately, they used the camera angle that was kind of like shooting over my shoulder past me oh, for her. No. Instead of the ones that were on the other side shooting towards me. Yeah. So like all my shit got cut. That sucks. So, but it was fun though. And it was cool because like at that time, Ryan Reynolds wasn't, probably as big of a deal as he is now, but he was still like, he was Van Wilder deal. still, man. And yeah. like, he was a pretty big deal that time too. He's a funny Canadian. Yeah. And I, at least I stood there and we like, they chatted with us for a minute one day and like, it was cool just the, to be on the set of a big movie. The closest I got to that movie was I worked at the Extreme Pita in the Cornwall and I made their food once. Oh, really? Yeah. They did some scenes at the Cornwall too. They right? did. They did yeah. do some scenes with a big tree because they, they filmed around Christmas, didn't they? Yes. It the, and the reason I remember that was because we, the scenes we shot were down at the university at that, the big building with the round rotunda oh, yeah, thing yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Cause that was the, uh, headquarters for red bulb records, which is where he worked. Right. Whatever. And so that day, the extras, us, we were supposed to be outside in a tent and it was like minus 40 that day. Oh yeah. So it was probably like, yeah, January, December, like February or something. I can't remember. Um, but it was so cold that they're like, we, we can't leave them out there. <laughs> like we can't leave them. all the extras will die. This, this <laughs> like, isn't Hollywood guys. Bad news if the extras die. <laughs> so they brought us inside and instead of being outside away from where things were filming, we were like right. off the main room where they were filming. There was like a boardroom and we were like, we hung out there so you could You're sit like, there in the door and just watch it all get filmed and everything. That's cool. cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and I got paid something like $9 and 50 cents an hour. That's minimum wages. That's better than minimum wage at the time. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was a little bit above minimum wage at the time. Um, but I would have done it for free. Like, to sit there for two days and watch a Hollywood movie get filmed, yeah. like, 10 feet from it, I would have done that for free. All day. But I made, like, 200 bucks off it, so. Hey, that's not bad. That's not <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, anyways, do you want to get to this or what? Let's get to it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Now, we didn't want to get too worky about this one because this episode's uh, coming out on Boxing Day, and presumably, you're yeah. probably beating the shit out of somebody at Walmart right now. <laughs> Would you wait at Walmart? Your, I should have thought about boxing earbuds day. in, just laying a licking on somebody, trying like, to pick up that forty-seven inch RCA TV yeah, right now for like fifty bucks. <laughs> oh goodness, RCA, uh, where have they gone? They make cheap TVs and send them to Walmart. Oh, man. Do you remember JVC? Yeah, JVC. That used to be a really good brand of like stereo stuff, and then it like it went to shit pretty early. Like it was uh, good, yeah. and then it was like bad, right. and then it gone. Well, I think they used to like, make VCRs too, right? Yeah, JVC was big VCRs. And they were big stereos. VCRs. Yeah, they were pretty solid there for a bit. But and uh, nobody uses VCRs anymore. Boy, oh boy. Or DVD players. No. Or any Disc form of related media, physical media. <laughs> Speaking of old brands. I recently found out, and I think I shared this with you, that ICQ still exists. Yeah, that's crazy. And I don't remember, this is a bit of a, a joke that it came up. We were talking, like, we have a group of people that used to work at Sastyle that wanted to get together this Christmas for, like, I don't know, old time's sake. Yeah. And somebody's like, did we get everybody in the group? And I, I realized that there was a couple people that the guy who started the group missed. And I was like, what about this guy and this guy? And they're like, oh, yeah, right. We'll add him. And then the other one's like, I can't find him anywhere. He's not on social media. And- he probably isn't. He's the type of guy that wouldn't be. So right. I made it just a joke. I was like, I'll hit him up on ICQ and see if I can get a hold of him. And then, and, that, and so then I wanted to include a screenshot with my funny quip. Oh, right. You were just so looking I went for an old shot. Just in case somebody didn't remember what ICQ was, they would remember the flower icon. Yeah. So I got like an old screenshot, went back, and all of a sudden I realized it was like the screenshot came off of like a new website. ICQ.com. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And I go to it, and it's still there. I can't believe that, man. <laughs> so I, I can't believe I did a bit it. of digging. And it's like, there's a whole article on how, like, it outlasted all of its competition. Like, all the by far. messengers from back then are gone. And yeah. ICQ is the one that's still around. It's owned by some Russian company. Mm -hmm. It's basically WhatsApp now. Like, it's evolved. Um, and right. obviously, okay, its yeah. user base is not what it used to be. But the fact that it's still there was, like... it's That's incredible Nice little me. trip down memory lane. ICQ was always, like the older hipster version of the messaging systems when I was younger. Yeah. I remember like it, it took was, a little while to get into it was like pretty it was bad a little ass. more difficult. Like I only used MSN. See, and that was kind of like after ICQ. I feel it was it yeah. like just after, but it, it was, that, that's what killed ICQ. Popular. Yeah. Cause then you could, yeah, I could do a bit more, but before that it was kind of like using like IRC chat clients and stuff, which yeah. is complicated. Very complicated. And ICQ kind of like made things a little bit more Friendly. User friendly. Yeah. That's some pretty cool technology back then. Mm -hmm. But anyways, still around, so you should get it. With your flip phone. With your flip phone. Now, so to say we're not, we didn't want to get too heavy with work stuff because you're, uh, you're holidaying still, so we thought we'd come up with 10 New Year's resolutions that you can... Uh, Re resolute. Resolute? Is that, that the verb of that? Put on your to-do, I don't know. Resolve? Do with resolutions. Why do people call them resolutions? I don't know. It sounds so final, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, because you're supposed to finish them? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But do you ever? Like, no, nobody ever finishes exactly. their So here's 10 things you'll say, yep, sounds good, and then never do. <laughs> exactly. And now five of them are for your health, and five of them are for your wealth. Okay. And Hit me. I, I know that makes no sense, but it rhymed, so it seemed like a good idea. Seemed like a good idea at the time. No, five to take care of your health, your mental health. 
take care of yourself, and five to take care of your business, which, Takes if you implement, care. will take care of your health. Oh, okay. Health. I see where you're right? going with that. Mentally, yes. Five mental health ones, and then the other five that are for your wealth will also have a positive impact on your mental health. They will definitely reduce your anxiety. Exactly. We have a We're done. record number of people watching us on Instagram right now, so let's get to it. I'm joking. Don't look. <laughs> uh, let's start with the wealth first. So Wealthy. for your business, now, of course, there's 85 things you could put in this list. We're just trying to, I, I tried to, to do things that are like quick and easy to implement, something you've probably already thought about doing. And what I'm saying is do them this year. Mm. Like don't, stop thinking about it every year and just okay. get on it. You're so, just saying do them. Yeah. They're easy. It's just action. You've already thought about them. Right, we're not okay. going to, we're not blowing anybody's mind. No, here. we're not. We're not re sculpting the wheel. Or Number something. one is get your pricing right. Yeah. This, is, this episode's for contractors, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it's not, not a homeowner episode for contractors. Get your pricing right. Right. These Facebook groups that I'm a part of that a lot of the industry guys on social media are a part of yep. are full of people asking how to price certain jobs, how to price this, how to price that. They're also full of a, I'll call him a buddy. I've never met him yet, but Adam Drova, I'm calling you out, buddy. Okay. Buddy. So I've never met him yet, Guy. but he's like, we're, we're in the same groups. So like he's well known within the circle of people has been talking all, I've seen him say this numerous times this year. Mm -hmm. I should really increase my pricing. I'm so busy. I've got, I'm like getting 90% of my jobs. I should really increase my pricing. And then like a month will go by and then another thread oh, will pop yeah. up and he'll say it again. And so finally I, like last week I called him out. I was like, Dude, you've been talking about it all year. Yeah. What, like, what's up? Just do it. <laughs> if you're booking over 90% of your jobs and you think that you're undercharging, why are you still doing that and still talking about it? So mm -hmm. get on it. So now's your chance. If you, for whatever reason, didn't want to spend the time to reprice things during the year, well, things have slowed down now. So uh, figure it out, dude. Figure it out. Figure it out. This, this leads into a couple on your list. Honestly. Yeah, probably. So take the time, sit down, figure out what you need to price. The other problem is a lot of people ask, what am I, what do you charge? They, they're they so worried about what you charge. Yeah. They're so worried about being like standard and not over or under bidding that they just ask other people and then want to charge that. No, like you figure out what you need to make. Yeah. Really like dive in. Like this one is, I know it's like, got to figure out your pricing, but at the same time, you really got to think about that. Like really do some thinking well, and looking into what you actually spent on jobs. And exactly. What it comes from inexperience and it comes from people thinking that in order to price things, they have to charge what they paid for materials and then charge what they want to make an hour. And then they stop there mm -hmm. and then they go to business because <laughs> there's more to it than that. They actually don't charge anything because they're out of business. Right. And they get called on it sometimes like, yeah, I made 50 bucks an hour on this job. No, you didn't make $50 an hour on that job. You charged $50 an hour on that job. Mm -hmm. And what about all your overhead? And what about your company profit? Like you got to factor those two things in there too. Yeah. And if you're not super experienced, maybe you haven't gotten that far and didn't think about it. Or maybe you pr started pricing things when you had very little overhead, but you've grown. Oh and yeah. Now you have more overhead. Right. And now you just think that trailers and tools and marketing pays for itself, but it doesn't. That money's, money's got to come from somewhere. Turns out. <laughs> so... Uh, make sure you have all that stuff factored in and then make sure you're making the profit you want to make on it because nobody's going to, no matter how much you love doing the work you're doing, you're not going to enjoy it if you're losing money doing it. Yes. <laughs> like, and, and getting your passions, price, only getting your pricing right will also like, like 
alleviate stress on your your workload. 100%. Because yeah. you'll get to work where you want to work. And a lot of times people are worried about their they're worried about losing jobs due to their pricing. Like they take yep. it so personally if they don't get a job. So they want to make sure they're priced for everybody. Well, no, you shouldn't be priced for everybody. It should be priced for your you price for what you need to do. And then you get to work with the people that you, that will support that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to win. Every, if you're winning hundred percent of your jobs, you're not charging enough or you're doing something wrong. Right. Like, and in some people's mind, it's like if they win all the jobs, they think they're doing it right. You're not doing it right. If you win all of the jobs, no, you're doing it wrong. Increase right. your price. Increase and your quit price. Quit being so pleasant. Is that right? what it is? Yeah. You're you too think, nice if you're you winning them all. That's what it is? Yeah. Ruffle some feathers. Right. Get Somebody angry. calls you back and is like, I'd like to book in with you. And you're like, no. Your problem. <laughs> my, not you, my I problem. I just want to book in. I don't give a shit. I don't give. What, what are you doing right now? I'm trying to weed you out by being yeah. an asshole. Is it working? Uh, yeah. Click. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? No. Number two is... Start charging for those consults. Yeah. It's another thing that people talk about over and over and over again. They're scared to do it. Oh, I, I can't do that in my market. Your market's not that much different than somebody else's market. Things might be different. Competition level might, might be different. Mm-hmm. What you can charge may be slightly different. The materials you use might be slightly different. But it there's rarely a market that doesn't have people can that can afford expensive things. And then people that are mid-range and people that are like... You know what I mean? There's not I mean there's not yeah. usually markets that are filled with only one type of budget of person. Well, and and you're kind of in the business of leisure. Like you're already in the leisure business. Right. A deck isn't a necessity for anybody. But these uh, for a lot of guys it's like, well, right now my close rate is 30%. It's like, well, that's pretty good. That's that's a decent close rate right there. And they're like, yeah, but if I start charging that's going to drop to 10%. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it'll go up to 50%. But maybe it'll be like the 10% that have the best budgets or the best clients to work with and the ones that aren't kicking tires. And you'll just get, then you'll, then your closure increases phenomenally, but you don't waste time with tire kickers and doing quotes that you're never going to win anyway. Right. Well, yeah, I think your close rate goes way up. 100% it would go way up. Because you're, you're not quoting as many jobs. Weeding people you're out. You're not even early. going to them. And like we said this before, literally everybody that has actually taken the leap to doing this says it's the best thing they ever did in their business. Yeah, I can't for, and for themselves. I still haven't we still haven't seen anybody jump on this on the chat and be like, "Nah, that was the worst decision I've ever made." Ever. No. Ever. Nobody's Never ever happened. gone back. Nobody's been like, "I tried it for a year, didn't work, had to go back." Yeah. Like it just doesn't happen. No. So I I get that it's scary, but if you've been thinking about charging for on-site consultations, fine. I know a lot of guys that will give ballpark numbers, like no cost, like I'll throw an estimate at you at no cost, but that's also like, there's no guarantee behind that. That's just a, that's just to help you budget. Mm-hmm. I'll give that to you over the phone. But if you want me to come out to your house, measure things up, sit down with you, go over products, come up with a design for you, do all this stuff, prepare a formal quotation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you into that for? Oh, you're four already, hours. Yeah. You're already into that for half a day's worth of work. So, and you're doing driving. how many a week? 20? 20 a week. That's 80 hours? When Plus you, you got to build. When are you building? <laughs> like, so don't, like, you do 20, you win four, or you can do five and win four. Right. If you're winning 90% so, and they're all real good. Yeah. So if you've been thinking about it, try it. Just and get in there. Make 2022 20, the year that you do it. And then you get compensate, compensated for your time. That's the other thing about it. Right. So you don't win the job. It's not a waste yeah. anymore. Yeah. 
And a lot of guys, if they, it makes them feel better if they rebate that back to the people who like, if you go through with me, then you'll get that hundred bucks back. Sure. It's not like, and whatever, if that person's spending 50 grand, they're not super worried about getting the hundred bucks back, mm. but they probably appreciate that you, you know, are, you take your business seriously. You're willing to carve out time for them. Yep. You're going to do a thorough estimate for them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, number three is to finally get that bookkeeper. I feel <laughs> like, yeah. How long did we wait? Is that is that is that number so three? So good, man. Yeah, it's number three. Um, get the bookkeeper. You didn't you didn't start this business because you loved going through receipts and reconciling accounts no. and doing taxes and there's so only on and so a forth. few people out there who like that and that's their job and they're bloody weird. Ours is a very <laughs> lovely person. <laughs> Uh, find somebody who enjoys doing this and does it well and does it efficiently and yeah. give yourself more time to do the things that you love and do well and do efficiently and make money at. Right. Because every hour you spend doing your books is an hour you could have been spending making money. Right. So delegate and elevate. Have somebody else do this for you. Yeah. What are you charging when you're, what are you charging an hour to build, build your deck? 75 bucks an hour, hundred bucks an hour, $125 an hour. What are you paying a bookkeeper? Yeah. 20 bucks an hour. 25 bucks an hour, 30, maybe, maybe like 30, whatever. Even if it's 50, yeah, you're still further ahead. If you're out there making money instead of trying to figure it out yourself, plus and, they'll do it in half the time that you did it. In. And you can get contractual bookkeepers. Like you can get right. bookkeepers on demand essentially. Right. Yeah. So. You don't have to hire somebody and be like, ah, oh, I don't Some know if I want to bring somebody 50 grand onto my payroll. You don't have to. No, there's plenty of people that do this like on contract basis. Yeah. Hire them, give them your stuff. Breathe a little bit. Breathe. Sleep better at night. <laughs> Stay on top of your stuff. Uh, number four, develop a process for qualifying your leads. That's a big one. Yeah, this is like number two with the charging estimates does some of this for you. That does a lot of legwork for you. Just weeds out the people that have no intention of being like this urgent also, about anything. This one also helps you get your pricing right. Right. And it gives you a good reason to say no to other people. Yep. Like when the jobs come your way. The last thing you, you want to do, do is... Pick up the phone, spend half an hour on the phone with somebody, go to their house, spend an hour on site, grab materials, bring it back to their house, go through it again with them, develop a quote, put a design together, give it all to them, and then and them go, that's way over our budget. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got somebody cheaper that'll do it. Right. Like, so develop some sort of like weeding out process during that initial phone call or through your website, some sort of filtering that will allow you to get rid of the people that aren't serious and don't value your time right now. Mm -hmm. If they're not ready to build right now, then you probably shouldn't put a whole bunch of time and effort into it right now. Right. And if they're not your customer to begin with and they can't afford you, then you shouldn't spend any time on them. Like I, that, five I minutes. I think about Scott Kelly when, when this comes up. Because part of his qualifying leads is he only builds one type of deck. Right. He only builds steel framing. Yeah. That right off the bat weeds out 90% of the people. Yeah. He's picked his niche. He's decided who he wants to work for. Yep. And if people aren't down with that, then that's okay. Yeah. He probably has some people you could refer them to even. Oh, that's exactly. But his business is focused on high-end premium decks with premium materials that he's done the homework on and decided mm -hmm. that are the best for his business to use. And if you fit that mold, great. And if you don't, well, there's no point in either of us wasting either of our time. So I, that's probably one of the most important ones on, well, they're all important, <laughs> but that one, as far as time saving is huge. 
huge. If, you, if your phone rings 50 times and you can have develop a, a five minute process that'll allow you to weed out of those 50 to weed out the 17 that are serious yep. and might actually work with you, then how much time? We talked, we said four hours? Yeah. Times 33, 120 hours that you don't hours. have to do a week. Right, because exactly. you figured them out before you put the time in. Oh boy. Th- this just makes saying no easier. Yeah. And part of that, like one of the easiest things to do for that is ask for a budget. Oh, a budget is a good way to qualify. And if somebody's not willing to give you that, then don't be willing to give them the time back to figure it out. Like it's not your job to, to like no. throw numbers at the wall until somebody says like, that one feels right. No, you got to give me something to go on first. Yeah. Cause if I don't, if I don't do projects under 10 grand and your budget is four grand, why are, why are you talking? phoning me? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but go if you haven't Depot. done a good job to say, well, we don't do small projects. Well, then that's on you. Number five, set some goals. Smart goals, though. Smart goals. Bryce, what does smart stand for? Uh-oh. Can you rattle it off quick? Uh-oh. Uh, it's measurable, attainable, <laughs> realistic, timely. What's the first one? What's S? Specific. <laughs> Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And timely. So Needs to have all of those things. Right. So... Set some goals that are, yeah, that are all of those things that make sense, that are like achievable, that are, whatever, they're realistic, all those things, and they have a timeline on them. I think the two most important things are three, specific, measurable, and timely. Yeah. So a bad goal would be like, grow this year. Yeah. Okay. To what? How much, by when, how, like. How do you know you ever attained it? Amount? Yeah. So your goals should be something that you can actually track yeah. and know if you've accomplished them or not. Mm-hmm. So, but set those goals out now because it's hard to like think big picture when you're in the middle of it, in the middle of the season and yeah, the bullets are flying and everything's going on. Yeah. So if you can set those things early when you can, you know, dedicate some mental capacity to it without being emotional about them mm-hmm. and you could be a little bit more data driven, then you can set those goals. Yeah. Use, use what you, you did last year. Like number of jobs or yep. number of high paying jobs. Yeah. Just doesn't have to be anything crazy. Or they could be per, they could be personal goals. Like maybe you don't care to grow the business a whole bunch more. Maybe your goal is to have more time to yourself to do things yep. or to do less jobs. Right. It might be to do less jobs. I want to spend four weeks at the cabin this year. Exactly. Yep. But that one's easy. Do it for you. Do it. Now, enough about the business. Let's talk about you, Shane. How but you, you know what? If you did all these things... How oh. good would your head feel? Oh, you'd feel pretty good. Right? You know what? Let's scrap the next five. Who needs the next five? Episode 164 is coming up later, folks. Woo! So here's five that are to take care of yourself a little bit better. Yeah. Um, because this has been a hairy couple of years. Uh. This industry is always hairy, but this last couple of years has been a struggle because it's been harder to do the things that usually help you to relax and balance that craziness. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean, like blowing off steam, having a beer with the guys. You haven't, there was a period of time you weren't allowed to do Long that. Long period. Yep. And it's still hit and miss in areas, right? So mm-hmm. like if that was your way to, to release was, was getting out and being social or whatever, like that's been tough to do. Tough. So this year, number one, get active. Go to the, don't go to, it doesn't matter. This can be, so I'm not get a gym active. person, but like. I play dodgeball. I play hockey. I do those things where I'm out and I'm moving and I'm getting active and it feels good. I'm not, I'm not out crushing weights, crushing the lifting heavy stuff, choking back protein powder and smashing creatine. Yeah. 
But I'm getting out and at least moving around, being active. Get out and walk, do whatever. Just oh, do something yeah. like, you know, even a little bit physically active. Your job is physically active for most of these people that are on here as well. But like mm. leisurely activity is good too. I think, I think it's different though. Like even if your job is physically active, doing some active time for yourself is, is way more beneficial. Yeah, exactly. Just makes it like, yeah, better for your mind than just work active, uh-huh. being work active. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, strengthen your social circle. What do you mean by that? Well, they all have to get active. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to go for a walk, make sure you do it with seven buddies. No, I just mean it's been being social and getting out with people and, and having those, like keeping those friendships strong, whatever has been tough for the last while here because of the restrictions and everything else that have been going on. You didn't have Zoom drinking parties? We, we did try to do Zoom <laughs> drinking parties for that reason, right? Yeah. But- I've gotten back now finally to a point where, you know, I'm playing dodgeball with my dodgeball team, which checks off number one yep. for a little bit. And then also yeah. that dodgeball team has made a pretty good habit of going out for drinks and wings after dodgeball. Even when there's no dodgeball. That continued last night. I was gone, <laughs> but they did go out last night. So, but that's just like, it's that like we've all acknowledged that it's like, man, it's nice to get back out and just mm. sit or like hang, chat with you guys and chat. hang out and just like have those kind of relationships. Like, you need different types of relationships. You have that relationship with your wife and with your kids, but you, yep. s- you need friend relationships and acquaintance relationships and that stuff too. And so it, like, it feels good to get back out and schmooze with people again. Yeah. So make sure you keep that strong. Number three. Um, Mark Westrom says, my job is not active. I just follow podcast recordings. So he should put that on his Peloton. Did you see, speaking of which... I'm, I don't imagine. I don't even know where this is going. <laughs> I don't imagine that there's any Sex in the City viewers that listen to our podcast. Very few, anyway. And I think this is actually a spinoff show, not the Sex in the City show itself. I think it's a spinoff show that I'm not familiar with. But I heard about this the other day that apparently on this show, like a main character who's been on the show for like a, a long mainstay, time, uh, on the show has a, like not in real life, on the show has a heart attack, riding his Peloton and dies on the show. Oh no caused Peloton stock to crash over 11% the next day. Because, Sex in the City did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, the, or the spinoff, whatever it is. Because people are just like, ah, oh, somebody died on a Peloton. And so Peloton acts fast, hires that actor, <laughs> hires Ryan Reynolds oh, as the voiceover for the commercial. Of course. And they play this, like, they make this like super soap opera-y like parody of Sex right. in the City of this guy who had died in the Peloton and this young girl, I don't know if she's somebody from the show too or not, if it's just like a like a stand-in, like typical young, beautiful right. girl to play this guy's girlfriend. They're sitting in front of the fire and it's like all romantic and you're like, should we go for another spin or whatever? And, so they're, <laughs> and they're, like, they're talking about getting on the bike again. And, like, and then the voiceover comes over and it's Ryan Reynolds talking about like, studies show that like <laughs> cardiovascular activity actually reduces your rate of heart attack. Oh. All these things, whatever. And then at the end, he's like, he's alive. <laughs> and he's it's alive. like, so it just got yeah, like well played. I well thought it was played. funny. That's a, uh, number three, make time for family time. Mm, yeah. So it's tough in the middle of your busy season when things are crazy to like make sure you carve out that time to ground yourself with family and not forget about them when things are yeah. going so nuts as well. So I think that's important. I think, I think it's important to do every day. I feel like. Even when you're busy, you should make an effort for that time. Yeah. You don't get those hours back. And nope. it's it's hard to remember sometimes, too, that, like, 
yeah, you're busy and time's flying by and then you go to bed. But what you're forgetting is that your seven-year-old is sitting at home waiting for you to get home and you didn't get home. Mm -hmm. And like easy for you to forget because you were tied up and busy and doing things. But like there's people waiting for you too. Yeah. And that's hard on them. Yeah. So uh, carving out that time to make sure you're like in touch with your family as well, even when things are crazy, is going to be good for all of you. Mm -hmm. So make sure you don't neglect that. Number four, take breaks, take vacations, do whatever it takes to not burn out. Schedule them. It can be so hard. I'm guilty of this in the past. I've gotten better for it, but I've been guilty of like, are you crazy? I can't, we can't take vacations in May or yeah. June. Why not? Like, this is, it's crazy time. Like make hay while the sun shines. Can't go right now. And like, then you burn out at some point. Like it's okay. Like, obviously it might take some planning, Yeah, to, but it's okay. The job will be there when you get back. Um, you might have to plan a little bit to kind of keep things moving, but make sure you carve out some time for yourself. It doesn't have to be a vacation. Take a day off. No, take a day. Even like an hour off in the morning. Sure. Scheduled. Yeah. Maybe Wednesdays you don't go into a little bit later and you stay home with the kids for a little bit longer and right. have a coffee and go for a walk, something just to, you know, just Drop change it up. off at work. Go for lunch with them. Yeah. I don't know. Family. Yeah. That's a good one too. Like pick your kids up from school for lunch. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to eat that day anyway, probably. So... <laughs> Or not. You're I used to skip it all day. the time. Maybe you're not, but but you should. Eat. So just do what you need to do to, to take a physical and mental break from from the middle of the battle to to kind of recharge a little bit. Mm-hmm. And number five, break your ice. What the hell does that, hell does that mean? I thought it was like break your... I didn't even know what that said for break, a second. Does that say break your face? Yeah, break your face. No... This one, I'm referring to like, it's, this industry is male dominated. First of all, I'll set the context with that. Really? <laughs> it is. Uh, and men aren't good at opening up and talking to people. Uh-uh. At all. Nope. And they don't feel, and it's, there's a variety of reasons for it, but we won't get into all that. But the bottom line is men generally think that nobody wants to hear about their problems. That's just been ingrained into them. It's yep. like they're supposed to be the problem solvers. You're they're supposed to be the rocks. Tough one. Nobody's supposed to be worrying about my problems. I don't want to burden somebody else with my issues. Mm -hmm. And so then you generally just put up walls and you deal with it inside. And when somebody asks you how things are going, you just say, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I can handle it. It's all good. And, yeah. But then inside you're just like, there's just turmoil and you're fighting that those demons by yourself. Mm. And so I think it's important. It doesn't matter. What my point is find somebody to become vulnerable with is just like, it doesn't, that doesn't have to be your wife necessarily. It could be a coworker. It could be a friend. It could be a counselor. It could be anybody. Yep. Just find somebody that you can unload this stuff on a little bit. And maybe it's bad words because that's what guys are fearful of sometimes is like unloading it onto somebody else. But like just have somebody who's willing to listen that you can share with. It might just be going out for a beer with a, a buddy. But instead of talking about how the Red Wings did the entire times last yep. night, you talk about what's on your mind. Well, and if you feel uncomfortable trying to find someone in your life and you don't want to be a burden to them, pay someone. Yeah, They'll start pay there. Pay people to do other stuff. Why won't you pay someone to listen to you? Yeah. Start there. I mean, most and most insurance do cover it. Yeah. Even under social workers, by the way, yeah. are considered therapists. So. There you go. But but that like that can help like break down your walls a little oh, bit. Yeah. It's like you you would like Easier to talk to somebody that you know you don't have to continue a normal relationship with after that period of talking to them with. Like exactly, you opened up, and it's not like, well, what are they thinking about me now when I'm when we're out doing whatever. Start there. Get used to like verbalizing 
your emotions mm-hmm. to somebody and maybe that helps to eventually then help you to communicate with somebody that you do know that is closer, that's more available, that doesn't cost $85 an hour or whatever it is. Right, right exactly. But just important to have somebody that you can kind of um, share your thoughts and feelings with too so you're not bottling it all up because that's not good for anybody. Nope. So. Feel like this was solid, Bryce. It was solid. 10 resolutions for your health and your wealth for 2022. 2022. These are all easy, in my opinion. You can None of these all. are complicated or hard, hard. These are all smart goals. Yeah. Except for the smart. one that's set smart goals. I don't know. You. Yeah, how do you set smart, smart goals? Goal smart goal. <laughs> but very little five. activity in the Instagram, though. Not many people talking in there. I think we blew their minds, probably, is what happened You there. think that's what happened? Or they're rushing out to watch Just Friends. And oh, now we got hard. seven people in. Right? So, there it is. Ten reasons. Like, it, I want, like I'm going to keep this list and try to... Because I'm not an expert in all of these at all. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> like, I'm not pretending that I'm the expert in this. It's just things that we thought were good. And, like, I can understand that being active is something I should be doing even when I'm not doing it. So, yes. I'm just saying, like, I know right. that these are exactly. things that we should all do. Um but it takes some work sometimes mm. to do them. You mm-hmm. got to remember them. So that's it for me. Let's do it. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>